Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, plus there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, After Buzzers, welcome to episode two of All American Speak Your Clout. Today, we have so much to talk about, including Layla's downward spiral, Coach Billy Baker's return to the football team, and of course, the big fight. Stay tuned. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. I am absolutely loving the energy on this panel. Thanks. It's amazing. <laughs> and we seriously have an amazing show for you guys today. So much happened in this week's episode. Oh my gosh, that horn was so appropriate. Um, finally, like we're getting that season one meet back. Like I think we can all agree how great this episode was. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. We have a lot of character by character breakdowns. Um, obviously, the key players involved in this week's episode: Layla, Coach Billy Baker. Laura, Jordan, and obviously Coop has her own storyline there too, so we're going to get all into that, and of course we have a very special segment for you guys that we have every week called MVP, where we talk about who our most valuable player of the week was based on what they did, and we're also going to be sprucing it up with a bit of astrology here and there, and you know, we have... Uh, an astrology expert in the house, so we'll get to that in just a second. But first, I'm your host, Mina Wahab, and to my left, we actually have a new person filling in, Lauren. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. I'm honored. (laughs) Chris couldn't make it today, but uh, I love how into the show you were when we were watching it and how you already knew all about the characters, and I'm guessing you've watched all of season one. Of course, of course. we're, We're in good hands right now. And to her left, we have Sierra, who is our astrological expert and former sports athlete, and you're rocking the buns today for the people who are listening only to audio. The Xenon girl of the 21st century Space buns. Bun energy. <laughs> and Space to her left, energy. we have Zakia. And like I said last week, her name literally translates to intelligence in Arabic. And she brings a fresh new perspective to this panel. Also has been keeping up with every single episode since day one. So it's so nice to have you join us for yeah. season two on the panel. Um, with that being said, I do want to talk about your overall thoughts for this week's episode. What are we all thinking here? There, there was just some serious drama. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to remember names. Layla was clearly spiraling, and that's what I'm the most excited to talk about. Because she's just not okay. And we think her sign might be something different since y'all attacked me in the comments. <laughs> so I've done a little bit of analyzing, and we will tap into that. All right, let's do that. Zakia. Uh, what I gotta say, of course, the drama was crazy. Um... I'm still with Olivia needs to mind her little business, but we saw she she found her business. I know you guys don't like that I don't really care for Olivia, but I think she does have good intentions. So I will agree with everyone. She is a good person. But yeah. 
I loved it. I mean, I thought overall everyone got a pretty good storyline, like you said. We got to dive into everyone's character a little bit more, and it was a lot. It was a lot of drama, a lot of fights, a lot of back and forth, so yeah, I'm excited to talk about Mm -hmm. it. What I loved about, you know, this week's episode, I agree with all of you, I think it was a great episode this week, very strong, Um, and I think what they did exceptionally well in this week's episode is that they touched on so many dark themes that we haven't really seen much of yet. Mm -hmm. So they touched on suicide, you know, mental illness, you know, Layla's downward spiral. Um, They touched on, you know, adultery a little bit and, like, the effects of, you know, moving on. And, you know, obviously, like, there's so much there. And this is what I loved about season one was how they kind of, like, brought up, like, alcohol addiction and they brought up really dark themes that people struggle with in high school. And now they're kind of continuing that storyline. And I think they're doing it in such a great and effective way so yeah. I I give this episode 10 out of 10 I thought yeah. it was it was done so well it's my favorite episode of the season so far I know it, it's only the second <laughs> but it, it was so yeah. strong I loved it um, let's talk about Layla's downward spiral because I thought that was a huge part of this week's episode and I think we need to start off with that even though it's a bit heavy um, did you guys see this coming because it was kind of foreshadowed in episode 1 but did you think that it would be uh, to the degree that it is Lauren. No, I didn't. I definitely didn't. When I saw her, you know, in the tub under the water, we were, I think we were all kind of like, no, please, please, like, don't tell me she's gone. And, um, I think, you know, you mentioned, no, that's not going to happen. It's a CW. So I was like, okay, yeah, I don't think they would kill her off. But (laughs) I was definitely surprised because I was like, I know, you know, the break-in happened and I know she has issues with her dad, but I didn't think it was to that extent. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, when her best friend had already went down the downward spiral with drugs. Right. So I didn't think she would, you know, kind of go that route. Sure. Yeah. I actually saw it going down that dark. Um, And I feel like this is just the surface of it. Um, Only because no one asks Layla, is she okay? If you guys ever notice, even Spencer, he lays all his problems on her. He never says, but what about you? Like, what's going on? She literally had to tell him what was going on for him to even understand like that she's not okay mm-hmm. and I, I see it going darker I feel like there's something that we're missing like there's a piece like because she didn't want to spend time with Spencer or she claimed like oh this is tiring me but what are you doing because you're obviously out late or doing something that's mm-hmm. what I perceived when she was laying in a bathtub which you said it was like mascara on her mm-hmm. um, eyes I'm I, and I'm seeing all this the outfits out and everything out so I think she's doing something maybe partying too much maybe she's having you know affairs with other people it could be I mean we saw Jordan handled his Mm -hmm. his relationship with his mom and like he kind of got under someone else to get over whatever you gotta get over it's like that Dua Lipa song (laughs) Sierra before we get into the astrological analysis which I know you're gonna bring what are your overall thoughts aside from that I I knew that she wasn't okay Mm -hmm. in this episode she's like she is a wreck she's clearly spiraling Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of somewhere in between both of you guys. Like, I saw it happening. I don't think I saw it happening to this extent, but I agree. I think it's going to get so much worse. She doesn't know how to communicate her feelings. Like, I understand she's feeling all these things, but, like, she doesn't know how to express them to other people. And, like, until she figures that out, it's just going to 
keep going downhill because now yeah. people are reaching out to her. Like I think it was the principal reached out to mm-hmm. her. Spencer was like realizing that he's not completely aware of how she's feeling and like tried to talk to her. Right. Um, Olivia is always in everyone's business and tried to talk to her. <laughs> yeah. And she just wasn't really about it. She's so closed off. She's completely closed off, and I, mean, I think everyone has, to a certain extent, experienced that, and yeah. it's hard to get out of that. You know what I think was so interesting about all of that was that it kind of shows you that when you're kind of tied to this certain image, you make that image your entire identity. So we kind of see that the image of Layla from season one, from the very beginning, she's popular, she's pretty, she's mm-hmm. social, and everyone kind of sees her as this perfect girl with the perfect life, someone who's not very relatable as a character, and I think it's because she never really showed a ton of vulnerability. She always wants to stay composed and keep it together, and I think when you have so many problems and you're just trying to make it seem that everything is great on the surface, that that's when your character starts to unravel because you start to resent the people who can't necessarily see that you need help, even though you never asked for that help. So I love, Sierra, what you were saying about the lack of communication and the lack of transparency, but I also think it's very difficult to be able to reach for help when you yourself might possibly feel unloved. You know, your dad isn't in your life, your mom has passed away, you kind of have no one, and you you have Spencer, but you also feel like he's not being fully Mm -hmm. transparent with you, so how can you reciprocate that sort of openness when he tells Olivia over his own girlfriend, hey, mm-hmm. I might possibly be going to Crenshaw. I understand it, but with that being said, I know you love to throw in the astrology, and I'm here for it, so we kind of came to a mutual understanding, but we kind of went back and forth. Is, back is, she, and forth. is okay, she a Cancer? Is she a Libra? Week, last week, I said she was a Virgo. Yes. And I may or may not have misspoken. <laughs> I... She has Libra in her chart. I don't know how much you guys know about astrology. It's in her chart. But Mina and I have both come to the agreement that she is a Cancer. I see that a lot. She is so emotional. Mm -hmm. She takes on other people's burdens. She's... (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Ryan. I am screaming. (laughs) She can be a little manipulative. Yeah. Because she's protecting herself. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um... And that's that's what I see. That's what I see for her. She's a Cancer. For those of you who don't understand astrology or you don't even Sorry. know what that means, you know, as a fellow <laughs> Cancer, I can kind of relate. There's the good side of Cancer. There's the bad side of Cancer. And there's the, you know, crazy side of Cancer. And I think with her, it's like Cancers are known to be like really sweet girl next door types. Um, also very nurturing and giving. But totally. they also retreat into their shell when they feel like they've been slighted or snubbed. And it takes them a long time to like open up when they feel like they've been hurt so you they kind of like it's it's hard to be like open as a cancer because they have a lot of love to give they have a, a lot, lot of yeah. love my ex to was give. a cancer and yeah it was so, <laughs> that's um, our astrology that's our astrology it's just astrology little segment for but you i want to say olivia's a pisces we're saying layla is a cancer yes and we're sticking to it okay i don't care that what y'all it. say i don't care what y'all say in the comments i'm sticking to it and we will continue to evaluate the rest of the cast that's it like, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about olivia in this episode because we don't see as much of her but we still certainly do see olivia play a role um what what parts stood out to you most about olivia in this week's episode 
I think for oh, do you want to go ahead? Oh, I think for me, she was she was a little miserable, mm-hmm. um, especially when there was her and uh, Layla were sitting down. They were chatting, but they were having conversations about the boys acting all foolish and crazy. She's so like miserable, judgmental, and sometimes that's where I see like she's messy. I don't I don't always see that she's being nice. When mm-hmm. she's trying to take over someone else's situation, I just feel like she's messy. But then we also learned that she has her own mess that she has to deal with, or she isn't dealing with, with her breakup, which uh, with mm-hmm. Asher. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe she's deflecting her situation and kind of just like looking at everyone else's and not totally like getting yeah. into her own personal feelings. Mm-hmm. She started off the episode kind of saying, Chris broke up with me. Uh, I think Sierra might be devastated because we know how right, much Chris. you loved Chris from last <laughs> season. We all love Chris. Love yes. Chris. Yes. Where are you, Chris? So, <laughs> we can, t- like, obviously she's dealing with stuff, but, you know, like the Pisces she is, she wants to save the world and help everyone else. She wants to save the world. Of herself. Um, yeah. I thought the part that stood out to me the most was that when she walked in on her mom crying and then she decided to kind of sneak away. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of like, it was like, wow, like, that really is sad, you know? she The mom was crying. Um, Laura was crying over the breakup, obviously, and just kind of where her life is. And she knew she couldn't go and confront her mom. Like, she knew that was a moment she needed to have by herself. So I thought that was a powerful scene for both of them because it kind of shows you, like, in real life, that kind of stuff does happen. Um, but I do agree with you. I think I don't think she's miserable. I just think she's sad. I think she's always been like second. You know, her mm-hmm. brother's always first, and they even talked about that last season. How right. the dad, um, Coach Baker, he like barely sees his daughter even after she said that was a huge cry for help when I did the drugs and even after rehab. And she was like, you guys still don't see me. So I just feel like can someone please see this girl? No, that's that's, that's exactly that's, yeah. what I was gonna. Not exactly, but like she Guess is long. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> she is like longing to be wanted or to yeah. feel like she's wanted. Like the people that are in her day to day life are not giving her clearly what she needs emotionally, and she is like dying for that. And you see it with Asher. What's his name? Chris. Every single guy that Spencer. She's going after these guys and. She just falls for them so quickly. Right. And they're not they're still not giving her what she wants and she doesn't even actually like them. She's just like searching for something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she had that moment with Asher. I shipped them. Yeah. I, I felt, they're both damaged. I felt the I love it. I felt the love there. I Ew. love the, I the scene where, you know, she sees Asher and, you know, he's like just sweating and it's like oh, this guy it. clearly isn't in high school like it looks like a college age actor who's just like so gorgeous playing this high school kid Grown like no man. high school kid looks like this um, but, but imagine like, how much more drama that's gonna start she walks in and we're then here for it I love yeah. when she says I'm so proud of you and it's such a genuine moment of mm-hmm. platonic love but mm-hmm. I think we can all sense that there's a little something Definitely. still there like we feel the tension for sure. so I'm excited to see Olivia's character arc and how she develops in the next yeah. episode, because she's my favorite. She and Spencer mm-hmm. are my favorite characters. Um, so moving on to Coop and Patience, because I think this is a super important storyline for the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we touched on this last season with, you know, the the coming out and, you know, what it was like in that community to be openly gay and how her mother reacts to it. And it's still very clear that the mother isn't accepting of her. So even though 
though she says, yes, I understand, I acknowledge that you're gay and you're in this relationship, um, she kind of, you know, is ashamed, wants to hide it from her church friends. Um, How do we feel about where Coop and her mom's relationship was at the beginning of the episode? Uh, And then how it transformed uh, to the end of the episode, like how it kind of transitioned to a different point. How do we feel about that? I think... Good. I feel like that is a very real representation of an African-American mother who is very, like, involved in the church. I feel like that is probably how they would, you know react or you know deal with it um you know okay you're you may or may not be gay but not when the church people are around like hi don't you know we don't need to rub it in their face she's like the choir director so you know she's like bible thumping i'm guessing probably baptist so you know it's it's just not as accepted in that community but then she found a way to actually open up to her mom without talking and with singing that song or doing that rap and I thought that was amazing like Mm -hmm. you know how it kind of came full circle we just thought it was a song playing in the background and I could tell it was Coop um, aka Frida Gatz but (laughs) no but when she had the headphones on listening to it I was like oh my gosh like that's an amazing way for the directors to do that Uh, and I felt like the mom really did understand and was like wow this is who you are I can't change you you're not going to change so if I want you in my life I am going to have to change. So Mm -hmm. I just thought it was very relatable and very real. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, I was getting very frustrated with patience Mm -hmm. because, you know, Coop is figuring out who she is and she's experiencing it firsthand. But her mom, this is like a whole new learning curve as well. Like you were talking about last season, she wasn't even allowed to be in the house last season you know and truly it's been a pretty quick turnaround that now she's in the house it's like she's figuring it out she's taking her time to get there and I'm happy that in the episode she ended up getting there but um I was just really frustrated with patience because I was like girl this is her home she can do whatever she wants in her house Mm -hmm. whether we agree with it or not but I also want to ask uh Zakia so we we do kind of also see that there is this relationship between Patience and Coop, uh-huh. and we see how there's this frustration there because, you know, with Patience, her mom is very accepting of her sexuality, mm-hmm. but Coop's mom is a little bit more traditional, not necessarily as open-minded. It's a little foreign for her. And so we see the pressure that Patience puts on Coop and the frustration that she feels with not feeling acknowledged. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Because I know some people might say, well, it is Coop's mom's house, her rules, but I know other people may think, like, oh, come on now. Yeah. Um, So I try to think of it from the perspective of Coop because we see that she already was struggling with the battles between, like, the hood and snitching. And so Mm -hmm. she already had a lot of people against her. And then her girlfriend now is turning against her as well. But her mother finally accepted her. And, like, a motherly love is needed. It's well needed. So I felt like she felt as if something is going right. I'm doing my music. I'm with my mom. We're getting a relationship. I get patience that you want us to be more open and you're trying to push for me to be who I am. I am who I am. I'm always going to be who I am, but that's still my mother. I did feel like patience was pushing it as far as being a little disrespectful and not really respecting her boundaries as just a girlfriend. Because at this point, you're not 
a wife, you know, you don't have children together. Right. So you were pushing it just a little bit, but I do she I do agree that it was much needed because mm-hmm. at the end it all went full circle in that song and her, she did need a little fire under it. Mm-hmm. Was that the necessary great approach? <laughs> I don't think so. Not at yeah. first. But when she left the message, I think um, patients understood. Like I was a little crazy about it. You're right. But I just feel like this and maybe, you, you know, find your own style or mm-hmm. whatever that little message that they had towards each other, they both understood and right and you know I thought it was interesting that patients called Coop out and said you know how are you like so tough when you're with a gangster and like you you know your life's at risk but this is your mother and you can't even stand up to your own mom what do you think about that duality of like you know we see the tough exterior in very dire circumstances but the softness (laughs) everywhere else what's going on there you just don't press your mom (laughs) yeah it's a completely different playing field you know she has when she is facing the other gang members, I guess she felt like she did what she needed to do. She was about that life. And then, but like you said, you need a mother's love. She can't disown her family. Like, that's all she has left. Everyone else is against her. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, this is like kind of random and off topic, but it was recently National Coming Out Day, and someone that I work with was talking about whenever they came out, and they were like, I told the people I cared about the most absolutely last because those were the people that I cared about the most and if they didn't take it the way that I wanted them to take it, like I would have been the most heartbreaking broken and I wanted to feel like I had other people there for me to support me before mm-hmm. I got to that point. If like my mom or my dad or my grandma just like didn't accept me. You know what I mean? And Yeah. Um I don't know. I was, like, thinking about that whenever I was watching this. Like, that is so real. Like, you... That experience is tough, and you want your parents to love you Mm -hmm. regardless of anything. Of course. Mm -hmm. Like, you want that unconditional love. But I love, like, what you're saying about just, like, needing that community of support. Mm -hmm. Like, here at AfterBuzz, of course we have, like, a huge community of, of support. So thanks for handling the live chat. Do we have any, like things in the live chat sticking out at us you right know now. What? My boy Logan Knight is here <laughs> once again and he is saying some amazing things <laughs> right now. Uh, he's a Pisces and he mentioned that. I'm going to let the chat boil up a little bit more and then I'll okay. um, let you know what's going on. But you do have a special announcement for us, Sarah. I do! Yes. We have... <laughs> I have... The best announcement. Um, we have been working to get some amazing talent to come in studio. Next week, we have a special guest. I don't think it's been revealed exactly where their character is in the storyline, so that'll be a little secret. And, yeah, we have some big names, people. Yeah. And we, I'm not just we have saying to, that. Yeah, we have to <laughs> keep it a little vague for now because we want you to tune in next week, too. And we love all the interactions. We love all the views. We love all the comments that you put in for us last week. So thank you so much, After Buzzers. And, like, make sure to continue to support us and help us continue to grow. So if you're listening on iTunes right now, make sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to give us a thumbs up. Leave us another comment in the comments 
comment section on YouTube just so that we can get back to you and, you know, see what your thoughts are on this week's episode because we love to keep the conversation going and, you know, that interaction makes our network much stronger, it makes the show stronger, and it also is more fun for us as a panel to have you guys to interact with and be a part of our show. So thanks for, you know, helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Uh-huh. <laughs> thanks, Ryan. And thanks to Ryan in the booth for all the amazing sound effects because Pisces. we love you too. Pisces magic. Pisces magic all around. <laughs> um, so let's talk about another huge storyline here. And this was something that came at me in like Mean Girls animalistic I'm so fashion. I'm so excited. It's the big fight that broke out in the coffee shop. That blew my mind. How did you guys react? It was like, it happened so fast that you wanted to rewind it because we were like, wait, what just happened? (laughs) It was comical, actually, to me. It was actually comical because it was like, oh, yeah, your girl's in my DM. Punch, jump, punch. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, it was just comical. Jordan's kind of getting a big ego right now. So first he has the girl at the beginning of the episode. Who looks like Channel, or should I say Chanel? I don't even know. Why is everyone messing at this name? (laughs) Channel. That's my middle name, so I'm triggered. (laughs) So what's going on with Jordan? What are your thoughts? Well, I I want to get back to the fight for a second. He that was like barbaric. Yeah, like it was literally insane. He pounced on him. <laughs> it was like an animal. Yeah. Anyway, like, wait, I have one thing to say about the fight. Too. Go ahead. Then okay. We'll, yeah, we'll get back to Jordan because he's got problems. Yes, yeah. he does. Okay. Uh-oh. So in my notes, I put what kind of detective CSI Animal Planet <laughs> fight was that? <laughs> It was that, definitely an animal. It was definitely an animal planet, like, over the table, pounced on top yeah. of the guy. I, I just imagine, like, a planet Earth narrator saying, yeah. this is what happens in the animal kingdom of humans. A cheetah and the lion. <laughs> yeah. Who will win the fight? Of no, course. literally. Oh, that. Uh, but Jordan, I, in my opinion, Jordan deserves that. Like, I do not condone violence. That's all I want to say. I do not condone <laughs> violence, but, hey, like. I do. You're. <laughs> <laughs> But you're, like, literally letting, like, this ego and this craziness get to your head. Of course you're going to get punched he, out talking like he's that. He's out of control. The way he was speaking to his father, we all were like... Oh. It's so disrespectful. No, yeah. Like, yeah, he did need to be taken down mm-hmm. a notch. He did. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> is, he, is he, okay, is he out of control or is he suffering? He's, he's out of control. He's crying, he is crying for his excuse. father right now. It's not a justification for his behavior. But each person... I feel like sometimes something bad happens to someone and they're like oh let me just take a mile on this because now I'm the victim so let me exploit this let me milk this as much as possible that's he exactly knows what he's doing. better I can understand all of this affecting him but how come Olivia's not lashing but, out like this why does he get a pass because to be a you know why? because Jordan might be a Gemini <laughs> <laughs> and I'm putting that in my notes alright oh my gosh okay but listen so he's he's 16 15 whatever age he is he's not missing <laughs> whatever, whatever. High seventeen. They're juniors. Juniors, like seventeen. Whatever high school age he is, he's seventeen. His parents just go through this big breakup. He finds out, like he just found out about his grandfather last season. I mean, he has a lot of trauma, and that's the his way sister. he's interpreting it. His sister's a, his sister seeing her like. 
mm-hmm. passed out, almost dead. I feel like he's going, like he's interpreting this different. He's okay. He's, he's going through a lot, but he's he still is. doing the most. Like he's <laughs> doing a lot. lot. And I get it if he wants to sleep with girls, but like, yeah, you're in high school and your mom is there. Like <laughs> yeah. you didn't sneak her in after football practice. Your mom is literally there, and you let her out in the morning. But like you know who's who doing more you? than the most is the person who decided to live stream that entire fight. Okay, well he's um, just silly. Just he's just silly. Just, it just speaks to our generation and I love how that's why the father knows to come back. Yes. Not, not because yes. Laura communicates with him, but because of the live stream video. But let's talk about Laura and her parenting and how she handled the entire situation when she sees Coach Billy Baker and she says, go back to your dad's house right now. You're not a part of mm. <laughs> what are, What's going on with her? Shame she's, on you, Laura. She, yeah. yeah, she's overcompensating a little bit and she knows where she can express that she's upset mm-hmm. and that she's mad and I think this was one of those places where she could be like, this is how I'm getting you back. Because she's, you know, Spencer's in the house now. She's happy-go-lucky. So, like, anytime she's upset or is expressing her sadness, I think it's, like, a bit more passive-aggressive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not as blatant, her being like, I'm sad. She does take charge with Jordan, however, later in the episode. She yes. grabs she him. She gets him a flip, a flip phone a flip phone instead of a, a phone with apps, Took away which keys. is a tragedy for kids nowadays. Uh, takes away his keys, mm-hmm. changes the Wi-Fi mm-hmm. password. This guy is basically living in the 1800s at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jordan. Yes. She just steps in as the mom that she is. But we have so many other topics that we have to talk about, so um, I really, really, really <laughs> want to get Wait, to- wait, last thing I yes. will say about Laura. I thought it was extremely big of her to go to Spencer and basically say, you're so welcome in my house despite everything else going on around. Yes. Oh, totally. yeah. Yes. I last, will last say- Last week's ending was great. That mm-hmm, was a beautiful totally. moment. Someone in the chat said, Jordan needs to calm down. <laughs> and Ryan said, Pisces, I guess, do you think Jordan's a Pisces? There's no way. There is no way. Oh, God. No, this is turning into something no, different. Pisces are not, they, they are not this bold, and they are not this, no, no. They, he, I think he's a Gemini. He's he, gotta be, he's either an Aries or a Gemini. Aries, probably. But I feel like I do feel like Jordan is seeking attention, just like Olivia seeks of attention, course. except they're different ways. They're all, it runs in the they're family. all damaged. It runs in <laughs> the family. Also adolescents. Everyone is like crying out for help yes. in different ways. You know, we have Olivia who's doing it in this like, oh, let me help everyone else yeah. except myself. We have you know Layla who's like nobody pays attention to me, and she's just like turning in <laughs> cold, like leaving dark. Uh, leaving her presidency in <laughs> student council, place. giving oh it God. to the other blonde girl who helped set up that table. <laughs> There's so much going on, but let's talk a little bit about Corey and Darnell, because this is a huge, huge, huge plot point. Um, You know, we come to find out that Corey, uh, you know, after he left the family, after the cheating fiasco, which you guys were very, very outspoken about in the chat, by the way, last week. We read all of your comments. Thank you for being so outspoken. It was an interesting perspective. We come to find out that a year after the split and the separation... Uh, he was raising uh, another kid, and this was his ex-girlfriend's mm-hmm. son, for seven years. Mm. Uh, and, you know, he's been gone <laughs> mm. for eight years, so we see how that affects Spencer and the mom. I think maybe you guys are agreeing unanimously, but I would like to hear all of your thoughts about this situation and how it played out. He ain't crap. that's a messed up thing you're gonna father someone else's child and you left your own children for 8 years and you were fathering him for 7 and they're the same age 
And he he's just keeping too much from everyone. Like, mm-hmm. this is something you should have said up front. Like, whenever you started getting back in everyone's lives, yep. opening up, up about, like, what you've been doing, like, what happened in the past, this is something big. You're trying mm-hmm. to gain trust with people, and, like, you're not actually working towards it. But, you're being manipulative. And then not even that. If he would have, like, raised him and left him be where he is, okay, like, Spencer would never have to know. But you brought this man yeah. to mm-hmm. L.A. and are literally put him on your football team? How did you think it was going to turn out? Like, you're crazy. You're he literally crazy. handled it before it got to the point of Spencer finding out. Yeah, I 100%. Totally, I totally understand what you guys are all saying. I would like to play devil's advocate because I know there are people in the chat who might think different differently based off of last week's comments and here's my devil's advocate perspective um it's that we obviously received a lot of complaints saying but he does have a right to know who his biological child is he doesn't know if spencer is his biological child with a hundred percent certainty why he does this know, new little boy need to come over he here but here's the thing he doesn't know if dylan is his biological child with a 100 percent certainty so the betrayal that he faced by the mom which was never rectified by the way when she left him cheated on him with coach billy baker that was something that was never addressed never rectified why is it so terrible that he decided to go to another, have another life of his own after being betrayed by his woman, not knowing if those kids were actually no, his No, he 100% that knew that Spencer was his. He knew Spencer was his. It was only the little boy mm-hmm. that he didn't know. Spencer was definitely his. There was no question about it. So the fact that, you know, forget the little boy for right now, but the fact that you literally left your son and go raise someone the same age, that's a huge slap in the face to the mother and your son and then even if you didn't know if that little boy was his now you're saying oh it doesn't matter anymore don't take a DNA test because I want him like no bleep you and move on (laughs) go back to raising that boy because you completely disrespected all of us now if Spencer wants to have a relationship with you that's fine but you literally shat on us yeah (laughs) period and not to mention not to mention you didn't even visit you didn't even call Mm -hmm. you didn't come see like be a man at the point that you had children or may have children be a man take responsibility if you're gonna leave fine leave the wife don't leave the kids too exactly I understand understand leaving the wife um, and I don't blame him for leaving the wife and I understand why it's different to leave the children versus Mm -hmm. leaving the wife however I do understand the perspective that he is entitled to know who his biological children are but here's the thing if she like it's not like he went to Las Vegas and he's like you know what I want to do I want to be a father to another child no he wanted to live his life he was dealing with his own heartbreak he was dealing with betrayal and why for can't eight he, years of right. course for eight years someone he's, does he's that a grown man. man eight years yes Lina. for eight years that that you have a child you have a child i'm laughing at You're the uh, understand okay <laughs> by the way thank you ryan i know i know we're we're pretty much wrapped up for time here and this is just a heated debate right now so it's getting heated <laughs> i'm bad <laughs> I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm presenting an alternate perspective because I feel like we are so quick to attack. Um, we're so quick to attack Corey because we love Spencer because he is the perfect child. But no, he not. Can I just he say this is one the thing. perfect child. I want to say this one thing. Yes. Last week, all of us were like, Corey is sketchy. He's sketchy. Like, every single one of us was like, something is up with Corey. And we were like, no, we're done thinking he's Mr. Nice Guy. This was last week. 
Yeah. And now we're watching this, and he's doing like we can't trust him. You guys make it sound like he did something like he did hor- something to me. Like, did something <laughs> violent and horrible. He raised another child and gave another child a good life it's while not he about left that. his family. family. Yes, it's I know, not but you guys that. are no it Christmas sound, cards. You guys are making it no sound, birthday phone okay. calls. <laughs> okay, let's, he didn't get to see his kids blow out the continue, candles. Let's continue this chat uh, in the comment section below, and you can leave your thoughts and tell us what's going on here. Is this really, <laughs> I don't even care about is this really a black and white issue? Um, but let's move on to our special segment, MVP, and then we're going to have to wrap up the episode we because are. there's so much great there's, stuff coming in store. There's a Okay, I, I, I'll try to speak for all of us and correct me if I'm wrong, but our MVP of this episode, I thought, was Asher. Yes. He was very focused on himself, bettering himself, and he also tried to better the team. He had two motivational speeches. He was saying, come on, guys, let's do this, even though no one was listening, but that was self-improvement for him. So go ahead. <laughs> Good job. Sierra. Can I agree? Yeah, of yes. course. I want to agree too. I Asher was just. I remember every episode last season being like, Asher is a mess. Yes. Like I was like, I want him to get it together so bad, and it makes me so happy to see that he's getting it together. He's holding other people accountable. He's thinking about his future. Yes. He's doing a job of blocking out like all the craziness of life, unlike all these other crazy kids. <laughs> and I'm just so proud of him. Mm-hmm. I love Asher. Me too. All right, I'm gonna agree with them because they said it all. They they said it all. Okay, I'm gonna go with Laura for this one because <laughs> finally we see a slightly different side to her where she's not being like this picture perfect wife and she's setting some boundaries. She's not okay. playing Mr. Nice Woman anymore. She is, you know, setting boundaries with Jordan, putting him in his place, and being a good mother, which is what we need. We cannot let kids just push the boundaries and get away with this stuff that's just not okay. Um, but anyways, thank you everyone for joining us today in the live chat. Thank you for supporting us here at AfterBuzz. We have so many great surprises for you uh, for the rest of this season, so make sure to tune in to All American next week. I'm your host, Mina Wahab. You can find me on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic. And to my left, we have Lauren. Where can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lauren the Truth. You can find me at Sierra Chanel on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Subscribe. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Zakia W underscore. Thank you, ladies. It's been a wonderful panel, and we will see you all next week. Bye! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 